You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. was a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story that you are about to be told took place in the holiday worlds of old. Now, you probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you begun. it is (laughs) i love this song so much (laughs) it is so good god it's been so long since i've heard it greg proops is one of these voices isn't he yes he is Mm -hmm. yeah greg proops is it's one of the first things we ever talked to him about all right we can't listen to this all day but it is indeed Halloween. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we're live, live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. It is indeed Halloween. It doesn't feel like it. It's so crazy. Like Monday, Halloween. It feels a little wrong. Monday, October 31st, 2016. Halloween here. And if you are a longtime listener of this show, you know Sarah and I love Halloween. Although, for me, Halloween has started to less and less matter about the actual day of Halloween. It's the weekend before or after. Well, because true. that's when you go out and, and you go to the parties or go to the bar or do something. But it always feels like cheating, up. like your birthday rules. Where like when you celebrate before, it's like, all right, but now, like today's actually Halloween, but I've already like gone out and worn my costume. I don't know what to do. It's very confusing. It's very confusing time mm-hmm. in the world of Sarah Dillon right now. It's very confusing. It sure very is. Upsetting. Well, people you know, uh, who are crazy who make like, rules about things have confused the I'm, system. I'm not making any rules about Halloween. I'm just saying you know, it's a lot easier to go out and do things when it's the weekend before. So that's why it does feel like Halloween's already passed. But no, it is here today, although we have some tales from last weekend. So we've got a bunch of things we're going to get to today. Uh, first off, I want to say this. Thank you to everyone out there who did the right thing this year. By going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon link to order their Halloween costume uh, accoutrement or whatever it is that you wanted to add on to it uh, by going, uh, yes, to our website, FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. That is awesome when you are able to do that. We really greatly appreciate that. That is Sarah uh, 
drinking an icy drink and swallowing while on the microphone. That was just letting you know what that sound was. not playing with knobs. That's true. No, no knobs. <laughs> uh, so we got a ton of things to get to, but we do have to talk about. So this last weekend, I got to say, there is something that's going on with um, me and people who dress up like Flintstones characters uh, because it happened again. It, 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 it was again. worse. It was worse this time. It, so the, the ante was upped. Yeah. So let's mm. talk about what we dressed up as last week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, um, I went as, as Weird Al. I did a Weird Al costume. It seems like it went off pretty well. The key ingredient was the accordion because I had to get an accordion. And so I got a child's accordion that, that went with it. And, um, and I played it throughout the night. I, I soloed for people. I wrote songs for people. And, and I stayed far, far away from him. People did like it, though, because a lot of people just wanted to play with the knobs on the accordion. And I, I would write songs for everybody. So I wrote uh, individual That's songs. That's how Greg would stop people from playing with his accordion. He'd be like, no, let me write you a song instead. People like, okay, Sarah, Krabby Sarah didn't like it, but uh, uh, honestly, it was a lot of fun. Krabby Sarah um, had to listen to the accordion for four hours before anybody else did. <laughs> well, okay. But uh, either way, it was, it was a good time. And, and so there was that, and then Sarah also went as uh, something else. I went as the log lady, which I was very excited about, which was... More people recognized me than than Greg had initially insinuated would. Well, no, I mean, I, th- I thought there might be a lot of uh, people thinking you were Barb. No, nobody actually thought I was Barb. I was waiting for it. I was waiting yeah. for someone to say something. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So Sarah Wynn is the log lady from Twin Peaks, which if you've never watched uh, Twin Peaks, it is a lady who talks to her log. Mm-hmm. No, no, she doesn't talk to her log. Oh, her she doesn't log talk to her log. to her, and she reveals the messages of the log. It's really weird. It's a David Lynch show. If you haven't heard of it, I'm sure you have heard of it, but if you don't know, it's, it's a very bizarre cult following show, mm-hmm. and the log lady was one of the one of the most magical characters in it, and so it was really fun to play. Yeah, no, the costume was great. I mm-hmm. mean, it was, a, it was a really good costume. And you actually placed in a costume contest, so the whole goal, the, well, not the whole goal, the whole goal is just to go have fun. And, um, you know, we know a lot of people that got and dressed up, so we wanted to hit up some costume contests, though, because that's been kind of the thing over the last couple of years, is to see if we can... You know, see if we can we can place in any of these things because mm-hmm. you know, hey, it's money and it's like a bar tab and stuff. So, um, so the first one we went to was at Landmark Saloon, and there was there was a group. It was a good, solid group that were in the contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, they were all good costumes. All there's probably 15 of them in there. Yeah, 15 people in that. Uh, some some group costumes, some like couple costumes, some solo costumes, and Sarah and I were both in it. And I uh, I did not place in this one. Sarah, however, did. You did. And deservedly so. That's the thing. Like, everybody that plays is like, well, I can't really be mad. They're all Mm. really good costumes. Um, First place was definitely the most unique costume I have seen. uh, I, I... I have seen in quite a long time. Well, if anyone is, a, if, was, if anyone came to the, well, of course you did, but anyone who remembers our friend Katrina from the Fun Employment Radio prom. Yeah, she was uh, kind of the overall coordinator. Yeah, one of the like, creative, the, the creative force behind a lot of, like, yeah. making a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and she went as yard debris. Now, this sounds so bizarre, and at first it took me a minute to figure out what she was, but she made this entire, like, upper half of her suit was all just, like, moss and leaves, and it was a full, like, ghillie suit style, like, hanging all over her, and then the bottom was... uh, black trash bags with leaves like kind of coming out of them and stuck to them 
And, and then she would commit. So, like, when we yeah. all went up to do our costumes, like, everyone was stepping around this pile of looked 100% like yard debris it, it that was just laying there in the middle of the ground with, like, you know, leaves and things everywhere. Yeah. And then as they started the contest, the yard debris started moving. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was Katrina inside of it, which was awesome. It was, re- yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, clearly you win. I mean, nobody's nobody's come up with anything that creative or elaborate. So uh, Katrina did win that, but yeah, it was it was great. We had, it was a it was a really a lot of fun hanging out there. And uh, people are asking if you're saying that the contest was rigged. I did yell out that it was rigged as soon as yeah, as soon as I didn't win. Yeah, yes. it's rigged. It wasn't. So that's what rigged. totally saying. Ah, it could have been rigged. I mean, you know, I don't it know, really but. wasn't rigged. I think <laughs> the people they placed did. We deserved it. I'm, I'm not saying you didn't. It was a it was a solid competition all around. So yeah, there was there was no nobody really lost. Although some people didn't get bar tabs, that was kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how that worked out. But no, so that that happened there, and then um, from there we went to another one. Now this is the one where we got to talk about what. Yeah, don't happened say the name this. of the place. No, I'm not going to say okay. the name. I'm not going to say the name of the place. Uh, this is a place where um, Sarah and I and our group of friends have gone the last couple of years. I. I won it the first year. And we don't go there too often, but I mean, we'll go there. Yeah. Like, we, we know some of the people that work there, and it's not like a hangout of ours, but we'll go there yeah. from time to time. Yeah, I mean, I, it's nothing against the the bar. No, no. Um, just one of, one of their patrons. So so we were, you know, two years ago, I won the contest there as Macho Man Randy Savage, which was awesome. Last year, Sarah, did you win or took second? I think second? I took second. Yeah. yeah I think I, I got like second, second place. No, I know. I don't. Like, I didn't win. Okay. I didn't win. I got second place, though. Okay. Well, and then that's when I win as Jon Snow, and I don't think I did place last last year. But the first year, though, when I was there, we've talked about this before, that we did a whole group costume where we all dressed up as wrestlers. And it was, that's well, by far the funnest group costume thing I've ever done before. Oh, and yeah. It'll be really hard to ever top that. But we had we had probably 15 of us, maybe 10, 10 to 15 that were all dressed up as wrestlers. Various, uh, you know, various ones were all at the same place at the same time. And we rolled into this place where they were having a costume contest at like 11 and we roll in at like 1030. Just this whole group of us where clearly these people had been waiting for this contest to happen. And there was one guy there in particular who was dressed up as Fred Flintstone. And you could tell this guy was like the star of the show because his costume was really good until we roll in and just basically tanked his whole thing that he had going where he was the king of the king of the costumes there. No, because he'd been there for quite some time. You could tell he was like patiently waiting for the costume contest to start. Yeah. And uh, we just rolled in and steamrolled it and, and ended up winning. I think he got third. He ended up getting he did place in it. Um, I think it was kind of a pretty placement, mm-hmm. but he, so so that happened, and you know Fred Flintstone was not a fan of of us as the wrestlers. That just was not the case, and uh, we were not to be taken seriously by Fred Flintstone. No, Fred Flintstone was not no, stoked because Fred Flintstone, you know, he meant serious business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that forwards on to this year where we we went down there too for the contest, and uh, you know, with my Weird Al costume, Sarah with her her log lady, and. You know, I had the accordion with me, and I would occasionally play the accordion, but it's Halloween. It was fun. Like, I wasn't doing it all the time. You weren't doing it all the time? No. Yeah. No. No. Okay, I didn't think so. No. No. Yeah, no, when you no. brought that up, that hadn't even I do it on occasion because mainly the main thing about the accordion was people would walk up and be like, Weird Al, cool, can I play the accordion? Because everybody wanted to play the accordion. Um, so, so that was going on. And, you know, not, not very often. It was happening occasionally. And... We, I was in the bar and talking to – it was, again, where we had kind of a group of friends that showed up to this place because we all we all were just having a good time with Halloween. And so slowly different groups would show up that we knew. And I was talking to, to somebody in there 
no big deal, just hanging out, talking to them. I decided to go back outside. They have this patio. I'm going out to the bar. Well, this is when Flintstone encounter number two happens. Mm-hmm. And it was not Fred Flintstone. And I don't know if these people know each other at all. I think it's just a coincidence that they were both in Flintstone costumes. There was a, a, a woman there dressed as Betty Rubble. And Betty Rubble did not Greg is like not lying. Me. She was it was full on Betty fucking Rubble. She was Betty Rubble. Betty Rubble had been drinking quite a bit. Now I did not know Betty Rubble at all. Not not. But we came to find out that some local bartenders were aware of Betty Rubble. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. What happened first, and then mm-hmm. we'll find out. So so Betty Rubble. I, I'm getting ready to walk out. You know, and everybody's friendly. It's night. It's Halloween. Everybody's in a good mood. You know, you're just having a good time. Oh, yeah. We're all just sitting there having beers and laughs and talking about everyone's costumes and listening to music. Like, it was Yeah, you know, random people fun. and everything. And then Betty, Betty walked up to me, and she, Betty was stumbling. But uh, I was like, oh, whatever. You know, she wants to say something. And she walks up to me, and she reaches out to my neck and grabs the accordion strap that I have and starts pulling on it. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on here and I'm, I'm just kind of standing there while she's doing this and holding the accordion so she doesn't rip it and she says to me you need to get the fuck out of here I used to work here and you're not welcome here you need to leave and this is what she's like stumbling and I'm, it's, I'm trying to interpret what she's saying that sounded exactly what she was talking like yeah. when I was talking to her in a yeah. little while later yeah. yeah and she apparently did not like the Weird Al costume and, and didn't like the accordion and decided to try to grab it around my neck and mumble that she, um, yeah, that she, she used, she told me she used to work at this place and she wanted me to leave. Mm-hmm. And so therefore you needed to leave because she yeah. worked there. At some and not point. because there was any association with me in the past. It was just, she decided she didn't, she didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, well, no, nope. And I, I got my accordion back from her because she, her hands slipped off. And uh, I'm like, well, no, that's nope, that's not going to happen. So I just went outside and I sat down and I saw, you know, Sarah and Jessica and our friends out there. And and I told you guys what happened. And then it turns out she was sitting right behind us. And Betty continued to be quite the charmer for Mm -hmm. the rest of the evening, uh, starting to get into it with you two. Yeah, well, she was starting to, like, be obnoxious. Like, she almost fell out of her chair and, like, she was just being. But it wasn't like. I understand people have too much to drink sometimes. That's that's totally understandable. But, like. Having too much to drink while simultaneously grabbing somebody, that is not acceptable. Nah, okay, yeah. Like, man to woman, woman to man, woman to woman, man to man, whatever. you are, Like, do not touch somebody that you don't know. No. Do not you ever. Just don't do that. Especially, like, grab the – I know that the, your accordion was not cheap. And you know not. what? And she does not need to, like, put her hands on you. Yeah. And so – when Greg came out and told us what had happened, and then this drunk woman is behind us still, like, not being pleasant to anybody. Like, her husband's next to her mortified. Oh, yeah. I felt really—her husband, boyfriend, what was— I think something other. Something. Her partner or something. Yeah. Uh, he he was, yeah. He was like so apologetic. Mortified was the right word. Yeah. So uh, Greg came out, and, you know, and he was kind of pissed. Like, why would this woman—like, like she was literally— Pulling my accordion off of me and, yeah. and telling me that I had to leave. It's like you said, nobody likes to be grabbed. No. I don't care what the situation no, is. Never no, and you didn't people. ask to be, like you weren't doing, it's, as you said, it's a Halloween now. Like people, were, there are people like with squirt guns and things. Like people just have accessories. It's yeah. a big flamboyant night. Like yeah. that's just what happens. And you're out in public. Yeah. If you choose to go out in public at that night, you have to understand like, you know, that's why I don't go out on Cinco de Mayo because I don't want to go out around the shit show. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to be around it, don't go out. Um, 
so yeah, so Greg had told us, and so my my friend Jessica and I, we were actually I was pretty pissed. Yeah, and I'm like, you don't just grab somebody. And so this woman's behind us, and she's still she's like being she's like yelling at everybody and just being rude. And so Jessica and I couldn't help ourselves, and so we, we decided to stand, just talk to her and say like, hey, you know what? What you did that's not okay. Like, so our friend over here was telling us that you were grabbing him and telling him that he needed to get out. Like that's not cool yeah you shouldn't grab somebody that you don't know right and she was just like she looked at me so for my log lady costume if you don't know what a log lady looks like see and i didn't hear the interaction that oh you guys yeah had. i just knew you guys were having one and no I was and to she's stay out like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and oh. i'm like okay and jessica my friend jessica she is small but she is terrifying yeah like you do not fuck with jessica no that's and that's i'm a like fact. and i'm not a fighter I'd be terrified of her oh but uh, Jessica could ruin somebody. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there and like and she's just sitting there silently, you know, as she's just like, you shouldn't put your hands on people that you don't know. And she's like being very like scary, calm before the storm. And I'm just like, yeah, don't. I'm like, you know, that's just don't grab people. And she started like swearing at me. And so for my costume for, as the log lady, by the way, which this is at this point, the log lady versus Betty Rubble, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting there and I have my big red uh, glasses and my and I'm wearing you know, like a sweater and like my pin and everything. I don't have my log with me, but I'm like wearing because I had set it on the table to talk to her. And she looks at me and she's just like, fuck you, Portlandia. Because I think she's like, she's like, look at those ironic. Like she couldn't say ironic, but she was trying to like make fun of my ironic glasses. I'm like, it's a costume. What are you talking about? Wow. And she was I just that. like, oh, yeah. And she kept saying that. And I'm like, OK. Okay. And then her friend who was sitting next to her who was dressed like a tea kettle, I think from like Beauty and the Beast, I think the Mrs. Potts. Okay. Something from, that I, she was, I, I couldn't figure out what she was. Yeah. And she was just okay. like Mrs. Potts and her – and so then the the husband or boyfriend or whatever brings Betty – like Betty Rubble keeps screaming. And then she gets up. She stands up and she starts – Coming toward Jessica and I, and she's like, "What are you going to do about it, bitches? What are you going to do?" <laughs> what? And I'm I like, "You didn't I, see this? I didn't. I couldn't hear any of that." Part. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. and then so the um, Mrs. Potts and and the sad boyfriend, <laughs> so Mrs. Potts, husband, and Be- so Betty Rubble stepping, Betty Rubble stepping to the log lady, and, and I'm Jessica. and I'm kind of terrified. I'm like, "Oh shit! What is happening? I don't know. Like, is this drunk girl going to hit me?" Like, I don't want to be hit in the face. Is she going to hit me in the face? We'll have to press charges. I don't know why. Like, what am, yeah. like what that's all do? that's going through my head. Because I'm like, I can't hit first. Remember, I'm never, you're not supposed to hit first because then that's assault. And I'm like just sitting there. Oh, like, man. Not into, like, I, I don't, I'm not that kind of person. And this is not the kind of night we normally have. No. Uh, out. It's, it's just Which is why night. that's what I'm going through in my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm in a Lifetime movie right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And then like Mrs. Potts comes in and steps between Betty Rubble. And she's like, you, she's like, whatever her name. Like, I don't know her real name and I wouldn't say it. So Betty, she'll be like, Betty, she's like, you need to go home. Like you've had too much to drink and you're embarrassing yourself. You need to go home. Oh, good. And so uh, so Mrs. Potts was uh, pawned her off on the husband, boyfriend, whatever. And he got her out mm-hmm. or so we thought. And she's just like, I haven't seen her in a while. And I don't know what the hell that just was. She's like. I think she's like, that's something she's been a little different lately. So she was saying that she clearly has. And then we happened to do a, a couple of our bartender friends out there. And they're like, oh, so-and-so, like Betty Rubble. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I 86 or at least a few times a week at my bar, which is right down the street. And I'm okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't an us problem. Because I was really starting to think. Because she went in and uh, told everybody that we were ganging up on her. Yeah, she complained. 
<laughs> she complained to the owner that we know, like, we were ganging up. I'm like, we we're absolutely not ganging up. And I just told her, like, hey, you know, word to the wise, don't grab people that you don't know. Like, that's not cool. And he's not going to say anything to you. But, I mean, I'm telling you, like, just that, don't grab people. Yeah. Just don't, just yeah, don't do I that. I mean, even if you are a woman grabbing men, like, that's not an excuse. It doesn't matter. Like, no. you can't get away with that. That's not, that's not no. appropriate. Yeah. So she went in and talked to the owner. And so he came out and he talked to us. He's like, so what's going on? And we told him, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's weird. I'm yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I'm going to do something back, but I mean, you just, you shouldn't do that. No. You know? No, and then so so she had left. So everyone like calms down on the patio, and they're just like, "What the hell is with drunk Betty Rubble?" So they're all sitting there, and we had like ordered some tater tots or something. So we're eating tater tots and drinking beer, and the doors fly open because <laughs> I thought she had left. She, everyone thought she had left, and in stumbles Betty Rubble. <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh, fuck. back with a vengeance!" Back with a vengeance. And she was, I, I, she was unintelligible. I can't really, I don't really know what she was saying. I don't saying, know either. But she was just angry. And then the husband had to kind of like scoop her back up again. He was very nice. And he was there and he came back in. And he's like, I am so sorry. I know you guys didn't do anything wrong. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, we weren't ganging up on her. He's like, I know. I saw you. Yeah. You weren't. I'm like, she's just, you know, really he, aggressive toward my friend. He apologized to me several times and uh, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Like, I, I felt really bad for him. It was just so weird. Like, yeah. this doesn't happen. Like. I, why don't we don't get scrappy with people? No, 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 we don't. And I couldn't that's believe not, that's how, not like, the mo of anything that we do. I so couldn't believe really how strange. quick she was mean, or was just like we didn't come up to her and like uh, you need to apologize, to my friend. We're just like, hey, just word of the wise, like you know, our friend doesn't you know we didn't really appreciate you grabbing him, and like he's not going to say anything, so we just wanted to say like you know, yeah, to I, you. Didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, just don't grab people, just don't yeah. do it. Like, yeah. it was just like, just seemed like a simple lesson, and that's when the whole fury <laughs> unleashed. What are you bitches gonna do about it? Yeah. Wow, that's, that's something right there. It was, it, I didn't feel like I was in my own body. I'm like, I'm 36, and this, <laughs> like, she's, oh, she kept telling me too. She was clear, she was, she was older than me. Uh huh. And she kept saying, she's like, you're too old to be doing this shit. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at her, and she was, she was older than me, and I'm like, I'm too old. I'm like, what What about you? She's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, yeah. anyway, despite that, we still had a good time. We did. It, it was, was very memorable. Time. That did It did give some memories to that. And it's like, okay, well, uh, no, I'm and doing all right. told, I won't know what right. she looks like in life if I ever see her. I think I would know. You think so? Yeah. With the hair and the costume? I don't yeah. think I'd ever even know. Yeah. When she, I mean, I got a good close-up look at her when <laughs> she was grabbing my, <laughs> my, my neck, so... Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm just as weird owl. Like who gets aggressive with a weird owl? Like, <laughs> it's like the most innocuous, like safest yeah, fun costume you ever. You just get to be goofy. Yeah. You didn't it's like do a fun, anything fun wrong. costume. But anyway, yeah. So, so that happened. But besides that, it was a good night. It was really fun. I just and that just was like a little, that was a little sprinkle. Cause I'll remember like, oh, yeah. that was the, that was the year that Greg dressed as weird owl and got into a fight with Betty Rubble. <laughs> Betty Rubble attacked me. <laughs> I didn't even get in a fight. Betty Rubble attacked me. Um, yeah. But see, the, the thing is, though, it's just now I have a thing. Anytime I see somebody dressed as a Flintstone character, I'm going to be worried. Stay. Like, uh-oh, they're not going to like me for some reason. you got to stay away from every, like, bedrock character yeah. ever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it just wouldn't work for me. No. I don't, I, I don't think that that works for you at all. But anyway, so that was that was the thing during the that night. That was so it was so entertaining though. But it was it was very entertaining. I just That's why we wanted because to relay it. Drunk Betty Rubble didn't punch me in the face. Yeah, you did not get punched by Drunk Betty Rubble. Uh, that that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, 
That could have gone south really quick. Yeah, I mean, she was like, her insults are pretty like spot on when she was just like, like fake glasses, Portlandia. I'm like, <laughs> yep, it's a Halloween costume. <laughs> what are, you, are you actually Betty Revel? Is this what's happening? <laughs> Man, wow. Well, Whoa. anyway, before before that, uh, before that all all happened that night, um, we did all go on another thing that was very cool at Sarah's favorite place in the world, which is the Lone Fir Cemetery here in Portland. Oh my gosh! Now, Sarah, you would best descri- give somebody just a a description of the Lone Fir in case the Lone Fir Cemetery is the oldest cemetery in Portland. It's a pioneer cemetery named after uh, the fact that there was only a single Lone Fir tree on the property. When the cemetery was created, and I believe it was like 18, 1880, 1860, somewhere along those lines. Anyway, it's the oldest cemetery in Portland. Um, it since has grown. It has almost 25,000 people buried in it, only 1,700 of whom are accounted for. There are yeah. 25,000 bodies buried in the cemetery, 1,700 known names. That's insane. Yeah. So this, uh, this the cemetery is – it's huge it's beautiful it's creepy and it is my favorite place to go i go there at least a couple times a week to just i don't know wander through and and look at you mm-hmm. know the different i don't know like the headstones and stories i just find it really interesting plus i find it really peaceful and they have lots of paths to run through lots of you know like pretty trees and mm-hmm. And yeah, cool. and a lot of the famous people from Portland, if you've ever been to Portland, if you haven't, you know, you'll, you have, like, big street names, like Hawthorne. Or Dr. Hawthorne, Mr. You know, Mr. Lad. Yeah, yeah, Lad, Lad's Edition. Like, like Lad's Edition. All the names of... The of, Lovejoys. Like, everything, most everything, of them if, are buried if, there. Yeah, if you've, like, like I said, if you've never been to Portland, like, those are major street names or neighborhoods. So it's all the famous people or the influencers from back in the day of Portland. A lot of them, the majority of them probably, are buried there in the cemetery. So it's kind of interesting to go by these, these you know, tombstones or tombs even that they have in there. And it's like, oh, that's, that's Hawthorne, Hawthorne Boulevard, Dr. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne, like how all this came about. Like, that's him. And so what they do with this tour— Hawthorne Asylum, Greg. Hawthorne Asylum. Mm-hmm. And— and uh, what they do with this this tour is you show up there, and it's on Halloween that they, they do this one. They might do other ones during the year, too. I don't know. But this one in particular. It's, it's the weekend around Halloween. Yeah. yeah. It's called the Tour of Untimely Departures. And this cemetery is huge. I mean, it's multiple blocks long and wide. And you go there for it, and this this whole group that puts on it, and I apologize, I didn't grab their name, uh, what the name of the group Friends is. Friends of the Lone Fur Cemetery. Friends of the Lone Fur Cemetery, mm-hmm. they're the ones in charge of it. Okay, Sarah knows all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, I've tried to volunteer with them for years, and they never write me back. Yeah, I know, you brought that up before. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, you've I, emailed and... You've, I've emailed, I've called. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, seriously, I want to do things for free for the cemetery. Will you please write me back? And, and they'll never they, return your phone they call. They never do. I don't know what that's I about. I don't know either. Well, we support but them But I still love... <laughs> this is a pattern for me. I love a lot of things that don't love me back. Yeah, that does kind of happen. Yeah. That does kind of happen oh, I'm sometimes. I'm thinking about that. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah, the more, the harder you try. The more I love, the harder <laughs> I'm pushed away. <laughs> so uh, so they have this tour where you show up and they have all of these actors dress up in period costumes. And you're led um, in, in small groups, like, I don't know, 15, 20 people mm. groups around the cemetery and you stop off at various headstones and they'll have an actor there standing playing the person who died and they tell the story of their untimely departure and how they passed away and you go by i don't know six or yeah, so like, of these yeah six of them but yeah, you get it's like, about a 45 minute tour mm-hmm, but they're also you know like you have an awesome tour guide who walks you through and like points out different headstones and like areas along the way mm-hmm. gives you like little tidbits of information about it it is really really a cool tour i cannot recommend it enough if you want to do it 
whenever they do it next, even if it's next Halloween, if you're ever here in Portland for that, buy tickets ahead of time because you're going to have a way better chance of getting yes. in. Because I had bought tickets a while ago, and the line for people who were trying to buy tickets on site was really long. I don't even know if they probably all didn't get in. Uh, so, yeah, buy tickets ahead of time. That would be my recommendation. But you go on this, and i got to say, it was a the, – the actors were really good. And they would stand there and just basically tell a monologue of their story. Yeah, from their first person perspective. Mm-hmm. Like from like they they were the person and they were talking about their life and then what led to their Yeah, untimely departure mm-hmm. and how they died. And but they were very untimely departures. They were some of them were very, very sad stories. Okay, I will say I was almost on the brink of tears. Like probably like four out of the six of them. Yeah. It was so sad because I guess what do you expect when you're going on a tour of untimely departures? Yeah, like, it's not going to be a pleasant... It's not going to be like, and then listen. they passed away gently in their sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not It's not a that... tour of pleasant departures, yes. And at the age of 95, I slept peacefully in my bed, surrounded mm-hmm. by my loved ones, and moved on. No, <laughs> so, that's not that's not what it is. No, so there are these just fascinating stories, and they pick these different stories, um, just different kinds of people, different kinds of perspectives. So it's not all, you know, like, oh, we were all soldiers or whatever. Like, the first mm-hmm. one was the guy who was working downtown in Portland... Like now we're um, – is it where City Hall is? Where City Hall was, yes. And I, I for, forget the name of the, the person. I mean it's an actual – we're standing at his grave, you know, at his tombstone where he's buried. Uh, yeah, he was working in downtown where City Hall is now and it was another building that was there at the time and they had a cesspool. Basically, you know, a um, – Like the city's waste. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, a pool for, yeah, for that building. Mm. So it was a cesspool and they needed to expand it and this this – there were these three workers who had – were working next to it. And so basically they dug a 20-foot hole next to where the cesspool was, and then you get to the bottom of it, and you punch through it so the sewage can fill up the other side of the, the new hole that they've built. And that's how you would handle handle cesspools in downtown Portland. Oh. Yeah. Um, basically, it's, it's like a, a septic tank before septic tanks, I guess. Mm. And so these three workers had done this, and they were letting it fill up, and they had climbed back out of this hole 20 feet up, and... And just to kind of paraphrase the story, they, two of them went back down because they wanted to start getting, you know, getting the job done so they could get out of there. And as they were walking down, this thing was so full of sewage that there, there were the poisonous gases that were coming up. Which they weren't aware of at that particular time yeah. period. Yeah. And the gases hit them and they both fell down and started drowning in the sewage pit below. I tell you, this is an untimely departure. And now the guy who was <laughs> telling the story was the was the third person. He wasn't the third worker. The other worker started calling and saying, hey, uh, you know, these two guys are drowning. And this guy ran over from somewhere else. He was a businessman and immediately ran down there to try to save these people. And then he got hit with it, too, and fell down and collapsed. And so all three of them died drowning in a cesspool. This, and the guy who was telling, you know, telling the story, the guy who was passed away there, was trying to save them. He was trying to, you know, he ran to help and he just got overtaken by it, too. And that's that's how he passed away. So that's that was one of the untimely departures. Just like, oh my god, that's that's horrifying. And then there was a yeah, the, you know, there's that, and there was like this woman who uh, was like a happily married woman who um, who lost her husband and her child within uh, within like, like the six, six months, months or something. Yeah. And so when she lived in Portland in the late 1800s, there's nothing that a widow can do except for you know move away, die alone, or become basically a prostitute. You still got to eat. Still you know? got to eat. So she ends up becoming like this famous you know like horror this brothel and she's buried in lone fur next to her husband and her child who passed away before her but she doesn't have a marker 
So it's like so it's this yeah, woman you're talking. She was too poor because yeah. she they couldn't she couldn't afford a marker, but she she would go there like every weekend and spruce up their two gravestones and leave flowers. So it was always like immaculately taken care of, uh, even though she was working in a brothel and you know hardly having any money. And then when she passed away, they buried her next to there, but they didn't buy her a, a headstone. Yeah. So she's yeah, there. Yeah, it's just like full of yeah. this because I remember like, – I know these really... are super sad stories that we're telling. It's just – it's fascinating stuff. Um, I, I realize now recounting these how how depressing these stories are. I think it's, but just it's also fascinating. very it's just interesting. His, it's history. It's, it is. It's, that is the way that it was. Like Portland was – a horrible place to yeah. live back in. I mean, like, it was just seedy. It was full of, like, murders, prostitution, you know, like, opium dens. Like, it was just... Well, and that's what Portland is, you know, was famous for that back in the day. It was a it was a wild, wild west city. I mean, horrible things happened here, yeah, and there were horrible people. Everything was corrupt. You know, you had the Shanghai Tunnels and an old town in downtown Portland. That was where kind of all that... All that horrible shit happened. Which is I mean, why it was the Wild West. Oh yeah, which is why I think when everyone, you know, when they're trying to shine up Portland and build all these like metal shiny buildings and stuff, like you'll never be able to completely like squeegee off all the the grunge on this place. No, like there is a darkness to Portland that I don't think will ever be able to be converted into a, a shiny metal condo. No, I no, think that it, there's always going to be some sort of there under, be an under, there, there's always an undercarriage here in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's the, I, I believe. And then the well. most fascinating one we're not even going to go into is just the, the story of Mayor Thomas J. Holmes, who was mayor of Portland for one day. Mm-hmm. His story is fascinating. If you want to look that up, you should totally look it up. Yeah, actually, I'm really excited to read up on him uh, just because he – and I didn't know this. You know, I didn't know this about the history of Portland. I think he died in 1870-something. 1867. Uh, 1867. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, so 1867, but he he's – Founded what the first fire department here. Found the first school here. First school here, and he at the time he was a very good businessman and made a lot of money really quick. And uh, he would so he he decided to buy up a bunch of hotels or hotels and apartment buildings, and then he would rent to the people that nobody wanted to rent to. Which at the time you know were Chinese and Irish, Irish immigrants, alcoholics, or people who were destitute who didn't have anywhere to go. Women who worked in brothels. Women who worked in brothels, Mm. and he would rent them rooms so they had some place that they could live. Which you know that's a very for for an affordable price. Yeah, for an affordable. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, so very interesting. And so it's uh, it's it was it was a very cool thing. So those. Those two are definitely yeah, and he was, highly suggested. Then he was uh, mayor of Portland for one day. Yeah, one day before he passed away. Yeah, so he was suddenly sick. And- so he won the mayor. Uh, like, so he, so he became mayor. Won the thing. Did a whole bunch of things in the morning. This is like, and this is how in depth these stories are. Did a whole bunch, like, you know, did some mayoral duties in the morning. Uh, told his wife that he had a headache. Uh, went home before the for the ball that was going to be happening, the mayoral ball, and then ended up passing away before that. So he was mayor for exactly a day. Yeah. Which is just fascinating. Yeah, it really is. I'm fascinated by that stuff. Yeah. Well, sorry, we just wanted to recount that because I think that's, that was pretty cool. Um, History is important. And that's yeah. what, and that was the thing, too. It was like, oh, and that's what got me, too, was that at the end of every story, you're like, all we want is to not be forgotten. And yeah. I'm like, ah, that's <laughs> awful. I'm like, I don't, I'm not forgetting you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, tear up the heartstrings a little bit more. Yeah, it was definitely an emotional tour. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was. So you hear these stories like, oh, that's a real person, and they are buried right there. Like, we're standing there pretty much on their grave mm-hmm. hearing the tale. But it's, a, it's such a cool thing, and I'm really glad that they are there doing that, you know, and, and helping yeah, bring back these memories. Mm-hmm. And just for the historical fact, you know, of knowing this, the good and the bad that come with everywhere, you know, it's important to remember and know everything that, well, and that's that happened. Why, that's why I like going Both to sides. cemeteries is because, like, I don't – like, I like to go there and, like, look around and be like, hey, you know – 
you, I, you know, you might be in the ground, but at least I can, I can, I, I'm spending a little time. Wait, are you with saying him. you're putting me in the ground? Yes, I'm going to murder you, Greg, and put you in the ground. Okay, all right. That was what I was saying. Okay. All right, Greg. Well, instead of World of Crazy today, I decided to put together some fun Halloween facts. Halloween facts. Ooh, listen to that scary music. Oh, that was very scary. It was super scary, right? That yeah, was very scary. Do not touch the knobs. No, Greg, no. <laughs> that was all. Hello, my friends. No, Greg. I'm not, this is my I'm not touching the knobs. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my Halloween facts. Halloween facts. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So first up, I don't think... So I was going through and I was like trying to pick out ones that I didn't think that I was aware of beforehand. Okay. So let's, let's embrace the spooky day. Okay. Okay. My first Halloween fact is this. Originally, instead of going from door to door, did you know that you had to actually put on a dance in order to get a treat? You had to dance for your treat. Oh, I like that idea. You should have to do something other than just show up and knock on a door. Yeah. Well, I have to say it was a European practice of mumming or guising is what it was called, in which costume-wearing participants would go door-to-door and perform incredibly choreographed dances, songs, and or plays in exchange to get some sort of treat. Oh, well, that seems like it's way more worth it then. Yes, yeah, so this started in Europe. Uh, came, it, it cropped up in America and where it would often take place on Thanksgiving, but then it ended up going to Halloween, and then people, I guess, started to become lazy and just asked for candy. So today, when I have some... Because I'll probably have some kids that'll show up at the door. I still have to get candy for them. It, then I can demand that they dance for me. Dance for me. Yeah, like so these little kids will show up for the candy probably and be like, not the dance for me. Dance for me. Dance for your candy. Dance for your candy, man. In the man. tradition of, what is it called, mumming? Mumming or guising? <laughs> Guys for me, child. Guys for me. You know, and I'll say that and then Don't they'll dance. Don't call them child. <laughs> oh, God, that's so weird. Mum for me, children. Mum for me in the tradition of the elders. You know, and then they'll dance for me and I'll throw, I'll huck candy at them. You'll huck candy at them. That's yeah. what you'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Halloween is actually more Irish than St. Patrick's Day. I didn't know this. So uh, Halloween's origins come from the, the Celtic festival for the dead called Samhain. Celts believe the ghosts of the dead roam the earth. So people dress in costumes and leave treats out on their front doors to appease the roaming spirits. Hmm. Yes. Uh, also, they invented the jack-o'-lantern. The Halloween prototype was eventually disrupted and adapted by Christian mis- uh, missionaries and celebrations closer to what we celebrate today. Which is when people dress up and pass out treats instead of leaving them out and putting costumes on to appease the dead. Okay. I still remember going and I would see a few houses where they would just leave a bowl of candy on the front porch. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, score. Oh, why would you dig in there and take a whole bunch no, of No, but I figured you would. I wouldn't do that. No. You would steal all the candy. I wouldn't steal all the candy, but what I would do with those ones... you pick out the ones that you wanted. I'd pick out the one I yes, wanted. Yes, I knew. Yeah. You're like picker. No, because when they, you know, when somebody just holds it out, you just reach in and grab a candy, and what you grab is what you get. But if they're giving me the option, yeah, I'm going to dig through, and I'm going to find the Mr. Goodbar, and I'm going to take that instead of get, getting some mountains. Mr. Goodbar? How old are you? I don't even remember what a Mr. Goodbar is. Mr. Goodbars growing up, those were the best. Do they still exist? I don't know. I don't buy candy, but yeah, I'm assuming. 
don't you? No, I eat candy because people give it to me because they're all mean bastards who give me candy and try to be yes, nice. Those and horrible, and horrible people who are people. being so kind to horrible you. Horrible people. Gross, uh, Greg. They <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mr. Good Bars were my favorite growing up. All it is is peanuts in it's whole peanuts and chocolate. It's basically peanut M and M's just in a flat, flat uh, candy bar version. Wait, That's is it not it is. Sa- Wait, is it So Wayne? I think you do. It's not Sam Hain. At- so Wayne. It's spelled Boy. Sam Hain. Yeah, I think it, I don't think that's how you say it though. Well, why and did I you don't tell know, me? Well, because I don't know for sure either. Because I I just try to avoid it because I've heard it said so many different ways. I'm just like, eh, I'll just avoid it, and hopefully I'll never have to be called on it. But it's now like you people say like Slante. Slante. No, like the Irish like Cheers. Oh, Slante. Exactly. Slante. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know 100 percent how it's supposed to be said? Slant. Slantja. I don't know. Just mumble it. <laughs> just stumble over it. Just mumble it, and then nobody Sam will know. Hain. I do that all the time with uh, voiceovers. If I really don't know how to pronounce the name, but I got to get it done, I'll just like roll over it, and then people can hear what they want to hear. Sawin. Say what they want to say. Do what they want to do. Live how they want to live. Play how they want to play. Dance how they want to. Let's kick in the slap of friend Adam. Say I'm Ali. Sawin. Sawin. All right. There we go. Sawin. Whatever. What? I feel like we need to resolve it. Sawin. 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 So the M and H are pronounced like a W? Sawin. Sawin? How the Samhain. hell do you get Sawin from S-A-M-H-A-I-N? I don't know. Sawin? Here's another one. Sawin. What the fuck? Sawin. Sawin. Sawin? Sawin. 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 Why is it still playing? It's not. Oh, is that my music? Yeah. This is your own music. Sawin. 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 I'm going to call this episode Sam Space Hain. Sawin. Yeah, Mr. Dickie says might as well just stick with Sam Hain or nobody will ever know what you're talking about. That's true. And then you have to explain this every time. Be like, actually, it's Sawin. That's how you pronounce it. Sawin. Actually, you're saying it wrong. Greg, if you're around the earliest of Halloween celebrations, most folks wore dead animal skins and heads for their costumes. According to ancient Roman records, tribes located in today's Germany and France traditionally wore costumes of animal heads and skins to connect to spirits of the dead. This tradition continues in modern-day celebrations of Samhain, the Celtic holiday that inspired Halloween in America. Actually, it's pronounced Samhain. The leader of the Samhain parades wore a white sheet and carried a wooden horse head or an actual horse head uh, young people also celebrated by cross-dressing in the parades as well. Okay. Halloween also used to be even a better day than Valentine's Day to find your soulmate. In some Wait, parts so, of, oh, in so you're hooking up with people, you're walking around with a dead horse? Well, this is a different, this, isn't, this is the next fact. I don't know if you would be okay. hooking up with people with dead horse heads while Okay. You, I think this is a different generation. Okay. Uh, so in some parts of Ireland, so it looks like the horse heads were in more so in Germany and France. This is in Ireland. Uh, people celebrated Halloween by playing romantic fortune-telling games. These games would predict who they'd, uh, allegedly predict who they'd marry and when. Since Halloween, like Valentine's Day, is one of the main celebrations of the year where young people can mingle with the opposite sex, it was also considered a good day to scope out a sweetheart. 
So that's why games like Bobbing for Apples do exist. So if you're Bobbing for Apples at the same time as a potential sweetheart, that's I don't even know what how it's you Bobbing for Apples apple. so, right. sound. Um, yeah, so it says like games like Bobbing for Apples. I don't know how this is, but try to predict future romances. Maybe if you're both going for the same apple. I don't think I've ever done a Bobbing for Apples thing. You haven't bobbed for apples? I don't, not that I recall. We I mean, might I'm sure have. that people don't do it anymore because of germs and stuff. But I might have when I was a kid. There's one Halloween party I'm trying to think of that I did go to, like a roller derby one put on by the church. They might have had bobbing for apples at that. That sounds crazy. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, put on by the church. church parties were the best parties. All right. Well, there's another uh, tradition what, that has to do with romance and Halloween. This is from Scotland. Now, Scotland girls believe that you can see an image of your future partner if they hung wet sheets in front of the fire on Halloween and the face of the person that they were to marry would appear. Wait, so you hang a wet sheet? A wet sheet in front of the fire on Halloween. Uh, okay. Other girls believe that they would see their boyfriend, like a future boyfriend's face, if they looked into a mirror while walking downstairs at midnight on Halloween. Weird. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things. So, uh, yeah. So seeing a boyfriend, if you walk downstairs at midnight on Halloween. Also, uh, if a person wears his or her clothing inside out, then walks backward on Halloween, you might be able to see a witch at midnight. Wait, Okay. So at midnight tonight. It doesn't say if it's cl- Eastern or Pacific or Central Standard Time. Okay. You put your clothes on inside out. Inside out. And you walk backwards and then you'll see a witch? You'll see a witch at midnight. Why? What's I the reasoning know. behind that? I don't. I, Greg, who's to say? Huh. Who's to say? Are you going to try it? No, I'm not going to be walking around at midnight with my clothes on backwards. You say that now. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got me. Uh, Halloween was also uh, originally referred to as Cabbage Night. This came from a Scottish fortune-telling game. <laughs> that sounds where, less inviting. Well, girls use cabbage stumps to predict information about their future husbands. This is like a what? desperate lady. I didn't realize that Halloween was such like a desperate lady holiday. <laughs> so girls use cabbage stumps. Uh, I don't know how, but it says to predict information about their future husbands. Uh, then in Massachusetts, uh, teens skipped the fortune telling and simply went around throwing cabbage at their neighbors' houses, <laughs> which was supposed to lead them <laughs> into finding out who their true soulmate was. Yeah, you get bored with that. Just go, well, oh, perfectly good cabbage being wasted yeah, if you're if you didn't, a stump. If you didn't have any cabbage, you could throw cabbage, corn, and other assorted rotten vegetables. <laughs> wow. Huck cabbage at people. Uh, so it has been a what? Did you ever TP people's houses on Halloween? Not on Halloween. No, I was too busy being dressed up as weird things like a troll doll or. Mm. Well, that's what Hellraiser. city kids did. Mm. What you would TP people's houses? No, I was a country kid. I thought that's what city kids did. Oh no. no. Uh, there have been studies that have proven that Halloween, in fact, actually does make kids act more evil. Because, in fact, putting costume-wearing children into groups and introducing a clear object of desire, such as candy, it is shown to lead to de-individuation. So this is the psychological term explaining what happens when a group of maturing young children begin to care less about the consequences of their individual actions, leading them to do things that they might not do alone. Ah, so so it's like when you see terrifying bands of children like screeching for candy, they are, in fact, becoming more evil because they're banded together for a common desire. It's that creepy group mentality thing. It's a creepy group mentality thing. It's like a Lord of the Flies Ooh. thing, but costume children for candy. 
So uh, a study in particular found that unsupervised costume children in groups were far, far more likely to steal candy and money than both non-costume kids and children not in a group. Another study similar found that masked children were significantly more likely to take Halloween candy than they were uh, more Halloween candy than they were supposed to if they believed that there were no adults around to witness it. Oh yeah, little snots. Of course, they're mm-hmm. going to. Also, do you know that uh, child poisoning by candy? Is always has always been a rumor. It's never actually happened. Oh, you mean where they somebody's put like razor blades or poison uh-huh. or something like that? It's never yeah. actually happened. This has been a long running rumor. The only time that it did happen was in 1970. A five year old boy named Kevin Tostin allegedly ate Halloween candy laced with heroin, which is why these rumors started to begin. However, investigators later discovered the heroin belonged to the boy's uncle. And was not intended to be in his Halloween candy at all. Well, yeah, because nobody wants to give away their drugs to a kid. No, nobody wants to give away their drugs, period. No, if you have drugs, I mean, it just would make sense. You probably That's what I've always paid said. a if price for those has, yeah. in some way. They're not going to give them away to kids. No, it's like, hey, I paid, you know, however much X amount for this meth. Yes, I'm, gonna I'm shove ruining this. my life to try to get this stuff, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and give it to these kids showing up for Halloween. Like, no, I don't think so. That just doesn't make any sense. All right. I have a few more things. Uh, Although so, the razor blade thing was a legitimate concern. I, I worried about that when I was a kid, too. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody did. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mrs. Mrs. Beaver's popcorn balls. We would go down and get those. Mrs. Beaver lived down the road. And, uh, yeah, We've in the back of my mind, I knew that she wouldn't have a, I knew she wouldn't have razor blades in there. You trusted Miss Beaver. I did. Although Mrs. they were hard Beaver. as a rock. You really couldn't eat them anyway. I think they'd sat there for months. Well, well, I mean, Mrs. Beaver doesn't have all the time in the world to make you no. goddamn kids she was goddamn very nice. popcorn balls. She was very nice. Has we she didn't since really, passed we didn't on? Eat them. Oh, I would imagine so. I mean, considering we're talking about something that was 30 years ago, I I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, let me tell you this. You may be able to see Miss Beaver on Halloween because according to legend, if you see a spider on Halloween, it's actually the spirit of someone that you knew watching you. Oh, my house is full of spirits then. I've got mm-hmm. so many spiders in my house right now. Mm-hmm. I've got a large one outside that's, um, I think we named it uh, Francine. No, it wasn't Francine. It was uh, ha- not Harriet. No, it wasn't Henrietta because we moved that. Oh, I thought it was Henrietta. No, yeah, that was only temporary. Francine okay. is what it became. Francine. Henrietta gotcha. is the name of a deer at the coast. Okay. All right, so Greg's house is full. So if, anyone see, if you see a spider today, it's actually the spirit of someone uh, that you know or, or a loved one watching you. I got bit by a police horse. I buy Long John's on Canal Street. Uh, in the UK, white cats are thought to bring bad luck, as opposed to in weird the United States of America, where it's black cats. White cats are actually the black cats of the UK. Uh, in Hollywood, California, there's a thousand dollar fine for using silly string on Halloween. Thousand dollars. Thousand dollar fine. Uh huh. In where in California? I'm in sorry? Hollywood. In Hollywood. In Hollywood. Huh. In particular, well, silly string is obnoxious to clean up. It is obnoxious. But a thousand dollar fine. Thousand dollar fine. Uh, in Alabama, it is illegal to dress up as a priest of any kind. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, is this in for- the, the entire state of Alabama? You the entire dress state up of like Alabama, you cannot dress like a priest. Okay. All right. Uh, in Germany, a big tradition on Halloween is to hide all of the knives in your house for fear that returning spirits might injure themselves on any of the knives that are left out. Okay, now wait a minute. Yeah, and this is it. And I actually looked this one up several times to make sure the reading was appropriate. Yeah, it's not worrying that they are going to pick it up and stab you. It's that returning spirits will injure themselves with unhidden okay. knives. So just understand that. So not only are they believing that spirits are coming back, but that these spirits are now bumbling morons <laughs> who are going to pick up knives knife. by the wrong end and hurt 
even though they don't have a physical body, they're going to hurt themselves by grabbing these knives. So these spirits just show up and they're all like, oh, knives. I'm going to grab a <laughs> knife. Knives. Oh, no. You know, but they say it in German, so it's much scarier. Oh, mind this. Yeah. Mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is their tradition. That's specifically their tradition. It's uh, to honor and respect the dead, hide all the knives in the house so that returning spirits do not injure themselves on any knives that are left out. Okay. And finally, I thought this one was really fascinating. All right. And finally, on Halloween, bonfires are lit the night before, before it gets dark on Halloween night. We're lit to ensure that the sun would return after a long, dark night. So druid priests would throw bones of cattle into the flames to keep the fire going all night. Hence, bone fire became bonfire. Really? Mm-hmm. From druids? From druids who wanted to keep light in case the the sun didn't come back up again. Druids some, are some weird people. Mm. If you start reading down that, I've fallen down that hole before. Druids were fucking weird, man. Um, but so, so they would burn cow bones. They would burn cow bones. So it was bone fire? So it was bone fire. The druid priest would throw the bones of cattle into the flames to keep the flames, uh, the fire going all night long. And bone fire over the years became bonfire. I didn't think cattle bones burned like that, I guess. How many cow bones have you burned, country boy? I've burned a lot of cow patties. Oh, God. When you're stuck out on a ranch and there's not much wood around, you use cow patties. Yes, we've talked about this. We don't need to have this discussion ever again. Gavin cooked a steak over it. Um, huh. All right. Weird. There you guys go. I had no idea about that. These were excellent facts. Thank you. I was very excited. I actually spent some time finding them because sometimes you're like, no, let me find a BuzzFeed. Thing. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm going through, and I went to several different websites. Yeah, this is really good. Also in Germany, yes, they do think that your loved ones are coming back as morons. That's <laughs> oh, actually... No! <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of dumb German ghosts running into <laughs> knives, cutting each other with them on accident. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mrs. Beaver's cotton popcorn balls. <laughs> oh, man. Now I oh I need to see a cartoon of dumb German ghosts stabbing themselves with knives on accident. Yes. <laughs> uh oh, nine. Oh wow. Okay. Did you want to do ball talk or do you want to say what, um, what do you want to do? Let me see if there's anything that's really timely. Sorry. That, no, because the well, I'll just say this: the World Series continues tomorrow because the Cubs did win over the weekend. Um, meaning there's still a chance they could win the World Series. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. I'm saying we'll know if they win tomorrow night, then it'll go to a game seven. Right mm. now they're down three to two. So if they lose in Cleveland, then that's it. But they're still fighting. You know, I will say I'm not a baseball person, but I watched that entire game yesterday. Maybe because I was working and I had to watch it. But it was very interesting. Yeah. And it was fascinating. Like, especially you could see the momentum shift as soon as um, as soon as the Cubs scored those two runs. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is happening. Well, it was fun watching it in in Chicago, mm-hmm. watching the game in Chicago, because they've been doing, you know, in the seventh inning stretch, they have somebody sing. The first oh game they had, um, you know, Bill Murray, and then Eddie Vedder's a huge Chicago Cubs fan, so he did the seventh inning stretch. Okay, can I... I don't know who did Saturday's game. Can I just tell you, though, that the Take Me Out to the Ball Game is the most awkwardly sung song in the entire world. <laughs> I swear. It is so slow, because I was watching that, mm-hmm. and it's just, it sounds almost like a record player that's been slowed down. Uh, like, yeah, well, because they're trying to get the whole crowd to do to it. The ball, like it's that slow. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. no wonder everyone looks awkward singing it because you're not supposed to sing. Well, slow. and it used to be Harry Carey who would who would lead them. Oh. You know, Harry, 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 
If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> I know I would. I'd smother myself in mustard and relish. I'd be so delicious. <laughs> Which, yeah, Will Ferrell's impression has just become the Carrie Carey. But, like, here's, this year, here's Harry Carey. So let me hear you. Obviously, he has passed away. But. Loud. All right, Gary. All one. All two. All three. Hey! We are two. I don't hear Harry Carey sing. <laughs> he used to hold the microphone out over the crowd and then bounce up and down, getting them to sing. I loved his glasses. See, that is one thing with baseball, the tradition that is there. I mean, baseball's kind of gone away a lot over the recent years. It's not as popular, I think, as it, as it used to be. But that kind of traditional thing, <laughs> it's strange and it's bizarre, but it's kind of enchanting no, at the same time. No, it is. Time. It is. It's true. Yeah, our friend Rick in the chat says they try to sound like Harry Carey because he was blacked out drunk by the seventh <laughs> yeah, inning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. No, it is. It, it is. It, it was awkward, but I... I enjoyed watching the spirits. It's like the of, pageantry of it. Well, and I started to understand it more. Like I was watching, like I didn't realize that um, the catcher and pitcher, like the catcher Ross, mm-hmm. like that they only uh, work with each other. Like that pitcher will only pitch to that particular catcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, there's some stuff. of that stuff. Yeah, that's, well, because they're a team, the catcher and the pitcher. I mean, mm-hmm. they have to have it. Generally speaking, they need to work well together. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Anyway, that, I'll, I'll leave the rest of it for, for tomorrow because we'll, we'll talk all about it tomorrow. But, um, oh, my gosh, in this video, it's Hillary Clinton singing with Harry Carey. Oh. From, like, 19... Words, and I hope you have... 1994. This is just a video that just uh, popped up. Uh, two, uh, three. Hey, we yeah, she's not singing. Yeah. She's just kind of standing there. Uh, what are you supposed to do if you're... Everyone's going to be overshadowed by, overshadowed by Harry Carey. Harry Carey, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. So the World Series does continue uh, tomorrow, and we will uh, in in Cleveland. So no more Chicago seventh inning things. I don't know what Cleveland does for theirs, but we will find out. All right. um, Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Big thank you to our fine sponsors, Next Adventure. Yes. Nextadventure.net. If you do not live in the Portland area, you can always go there and do your shopping online. Let us know when you buy something because it's always great. We can tell them about it. Uh, They are a wonderful, fantastic place for all of your outdoor needs. And they do have a fantastic location right here in Portland on the east side on the corner of Stark and Grand. They sure do, Greg. It's it's great. It really is a great place. Oh, yeah. Nice people. They, if you ever have, are interested in something like say, oh, I'm, I might want to go try hiking or something like that, or I want to try skiing maybe, or maybe it's not, not even anything that I kind of maybe want to like try just, skiing. Oh, I, I don't know if that's a good idea for you. What are you talking about? I've skied before. The bad time was when I tried to snowboard, but skiing was okay. I mean, I think that's great. I think you should be very careful if you're going to try skiing, only because I know you and that's, I mean, this isn't an insult. You're perhaps not the most graceful person. Neither are you. I know, but I know how to ski though. I mean, what is skiing? It's like you're on... You go really fast when you're really going. Oh. It's really fast. We can, we can figure something out. Oh, thanks for disheartening me. I no, to, like, I'm just wanting you new, to know but... it's, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, just be, be careful. We'll talk to Next Adventure before you go do that. Okay.
And we'll see. We'll see about that. I'll wear like a special helmet or something. You would definitely need a helmet. I will definitely wear a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, send us an email. FunEmploymentRadio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all absolutely fantastic. We love you. Thanks a lot. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.